Generating X. Here we go. I'm G Cope. C Rock. JT in the house. And we are recording on a Sunday for those of you who will eventually be able to see us. And that's why everybody has on their football gear, because for some reason, men think that if we wear our tears colors, that's going to help them. <laughs> We're foolish like that. We're this is therapy, like man. This is therapy. Yeah, it is therapy. But, and we got we got some topics to hit today. But before we do, I did promise the last episode that I had a question. That I wanted to um, get a natural a natural reaction to, um, and I didn't want to tell the group because I didn't want to get their their thoughts uh, preloaded as I asked this question. And so my question to you all, and I, you had some hints of it in the last day or so Pop quiz. Um, by some, some of the things that I sent out. And my question is, And I think it goes more to maybe not our generation. I think the generations below us. Man, spit the damn question out, man. Hold on. The generation, uh, millennials, generation Z, why are we adverse to educating ourselves, to reading books of, about the past, Black males in particular? And this is my, my thing. Do, do you realize that Black males, only 8 to 12% of us read at an eighth grade comprehension or higher. And I feel like when the Kanye thing popped off, when the Kyrie things pop off, and I, I you know, because I look at Twitter and I read these comments and I see the age groups, especially the millennials and Generation Z and how they support Kanye and Kyrie and they say all this stuff. It's about, and you can see some of the YouTube clips they share very uneducated things from uneducated people. Why don't we read books in the past, especially the, those generations? Why are we at that level? Why, you know, our people had fought for us to have the right to read. And that was the biggest, one of the biggest things about slavery. They didn't want us to read. They didn't want us to learn. Mm -hmm. Why are we so adverse to, to learn? Why do we treat social media like it's fact? That's a good go? question. That's a good question. That's why I, I want. I didn't want you to think about. It. I just want to get your pure reaction. <laughs> My pure reaction. It's a lot of other distractions, man. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it, it it goes back to how you were conditioned as a child. You know, if your mother made you, your parents made you. I, when I say mother, I'm speaking from my my upbringing because I had right. you know just mom in the house. Um, if they had you sit down and leisure time, not just when you had to do schoolwork, mm -hmm. if they had you sit down and read some dictionary words and write them out or read some encyclopedia, we had the encyclopedia Britannica at my career. Right. So I, I learned all about the duck bill platypus and all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, right. growing up, man. So <laughs> I think sometimes it's just all, it's all on your upbringing. It, right. it really is. And <laughs> you're right. No, I was a kid. I was a kid. I'd rather go outside and play, uh, to be honest. However, I did do some reading. I do do reading um, today. Um, is it a passion of mine? Is it something that I enjoy? Not necessarily, but if it's something I'm interested in or something I, I want to learn about, I will. I'll pick up a book, you know, and, and, and read through it and just get my own um analysis of it like i don't believe everything i read and like they say if you want to hide something from a black person put it in a book <laughs> you know some of that is true some of that is yeah, true money. um i think more of us read um than what is probably put out there yeah i think it's just what we read right you know what i'm saying if it's some kind of literary literary literature book um if it's above an eighth grade level that you say that most of us can't read above an eighth grade level, but you know, get your dictionary out, man. If there's some words in there, um, get your dictionary out and 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 figure out what that means. But I think it's just so much distraction. It's just easier to go outside and throw a ball, man. It's easier to right. go outside and chase a girl or run from the girls or whatever you want to do. But like you can that. do you can do both. You can do it all. You can do both. And, and, and I was gonna both. say. I was gonna say you brought up Encyclopedia Britannica. That was the the, the beige ones, right? With the with the dark. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Me and my brother used to yeah, me and my brother used to go through those all the time and just read, pick out stuff. We would go through all just different things and, and just right. You that, know, that was actually World Book encyclopedias. Was it? Was it? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, think that the, I think Encyclopedia Britannica was uh, some some brownish reddish ones or something. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. But we had yeah. we had a, we had a whole. So anytime we had to do a book report, I didn't have to go to the library. Yeah, you, you, know you go into the encyclopedia, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have to go to the library, man. I, you know, so, but yeah, I mean, reading, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. It's not a passion of mine. I know my reading is well above an eighth grade level, of course. Um, but if it's something that I'm passionate about, other than sports and things like that, man, if it's finance, um, economics, history, or whatnot. Oh yeah, I'll pick up a book um, mm -hmm. and do my research and gather my own opinion about it. So, JT, what what you say, JT? I think uh, three things: stereotypes, household support, and the books that we were forced to read in school and growing up, and how they were written. Right. You know. Um, we grew up in a time, 70s, 80s, the stereotypes, reading wasn't always a cool thing to do. A lot of characters that looked like us on TV were the cool guys, they were really the nerds, right? And then the nerd dudes, they was always getting clowned on the shows we watched, right? On the sitcoms right. or whatever else. So the stereotype, I think, helped reinforce it. Um, if you had assignments at school and when you got home, you didn't have support at home, to make you read or to help you with projects or to help you with understand things that push people away too. And so therefore they didn't have that household support. So they didn't read and it did become a habit. And then the third thing, a lot of the books we were forced to read really just didn't appeal to us. Wasn't interesting. Imagination. It wasn't interesting, but we were forced to read them and the way they were written and the time they were written, they're usually written to appeal to a white audience and or a Southern culture or an elite type of group, elite educated group. And to us, it was just gibberish, gobbledygook. And so we never really got an interest. I think if we had more diversified books presented to us as we were younger, I think the desire to read more would be there. Now that we got older in lives, Sometimes our schedules don't always permit for us to have that additional time to read a book like we want to. So a lot mm -hmm. of our reading is on a computer or on the phone. Right. <laughs> and sometimes that's just to stay relevant. But the three things I think affected us um, and why a lot of black men don't read is stereotypes we was brought up with, household support, and also the way the books are written. Okay. All right. All right. I wanted to get your your, your opinions. On and that. what's yours? I, my opinion is uh, some of it's household culturally, um, and a lot of it is is we have kind of been putting that stigma, like JT was saying, we're being smart is bad for some reason. Being educated is bad, and that's. Not even in our community. That, that's going on in America now. If you, if you look what's going on in politics, it's almost like being educated is a bad thing. Like the, the more ignorant you are, that's celebrated. And I think, especially us as a people, we we celebrate ignorance just a little bit too much, bro. I mean, there's people on on the on Twitter now arguing younger younger generations arguing that Hitler liked black people, and that's just that's stupid. That's just you're not reading. And that's just stupid stuff, you know. The earth and, is flat. Yeah, and then they, and then they and then they spread this propaganda to the next person who's a little bit younger, and they believe that crap. And it's just no, dude. Read, read a book. Just pick it. Like the best thing you could do is to learn about things. And you, and you hear people say, well, the things they teach us in school, you know, not all of it's the truth, and it's not all the truth. But you know what you do? You get several different sources. And you can find mm -hmm. the truth within those several different sources, <laughs> right? And I think it's, I don't, we're, I don't know why we're so adverse to, to, to the power that, that's in reading and knowledge. 
So, you know, it's, that's that, you know, just reading Twitter and just reading some of the comments from people and then how they respond to others who are trying to help them. You know, they respond with the N word and, and the way they type. And it's like, you can't even type a full sentence. It's like cut off. And instead no. of T-O, we're doing two. And instead of Y-O-U, we're doing U. And it's like, and that's you, come on, man. That's, that's a that's 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 a, a key point too, man. Um, the more you read, the better your writing um, becomes. Your comprehension, uh, your comprehension, everything. your speech yes. improves. You Vocabulary know, your improves. Yes, yes, everything. Yeah, because well, there's not too many books, especially as you get higher up, and you know, not too many books with broken English in it. You know, there are right. some ghetto books out there. Yeah. Some some. Uh, female romance books that right, you know, right, they'll, right. They'll, they'll use an improper English. You know how we speak sometimes. Yeah, they like we get yeah, the vernacular. They'll use the vernacular. And there are like, uh, what was his name? Goins? Donald? Donald, Donald Goins. Uh, yeah. You know, he has those books. But what you can take from those books is learning about a time. Where, where was that? I think he was LA or wherever. A time in LA the pimp culture, that there is a culture like that. There is a subset like that. You can learn things about that. You shouldn't be ignorant to what, that there is a subset like that. You know, and I, you know, I just think reading is knowledge and, and you can learn things like civil rights in the 1960s. And, you know, speaking of civil rights in the 1960s, like when a 15 year old boy from Arkansas is in a hallway <laughs> blocking black students from walking into a, a school, how should we treat that when he's a 70-something-year-old man? Are we to believe when his history shows, like, and I'm talking about Jerry Jones, when his history shows how adverse he was to people kneeling? Like, and, and with Jerry Jones, I say this. When Kyrie stuff happened, he had to come out several times and disavow anti-Semitism. How come no one's calling on Jerry Jones to say, I disavow racism in any form or fashion. How come he hasn't done that? First, what say you about the picture? Do you think he was just curious and didn't know what was going on, which I believe is a complete lie because everybody in the school knew what was going to happen. Everybody in the world knew what was going to happen at that day. That day. Corey, let's gonna, start with- yeah, I just want to backtrack on something too real quick. Yeah. Uh, when we were talking about the spelling everything, right. I told my daughters that if you're going to text me, you need to text me properly. Yeah, well, that's I a generation. Words. I don't yeah. want any acronyms. I don't want. Yeah. You're gonna text me properly because when you're trying to relay a message down the road mm -hmm. or trying to write a paper, if you ain't got proper spelling and grammar, you ain't gonna be taken seriously. But e, that's that's. Do you know that's a generational thing? And oh. they talk about like Generation X, our our generation, because we went through the typing, the brothers, and all that, all the way to yeah. where we are now. That we're we're more apt to type out entire sentences, type out entire thing. And that's why we're bothered by the, the, the millennials and, gener and Generation Z with the two and the U and the, all that other crap. That yeah. bothers me. That, that, it, I hate it, that. It fucks the hell out of me, dude. Bro, you, you ain't got limited characters on text. Type the whole sentence out. Right? And it, yeah, and it does condition, it does condition you to, when you are writing a paper or you're typing something to your boss or whoever, if you're already conditioned to to do it properly, you're you know it's going to be natural for you to just go ahead and you know like you said type y o u instead of yes you right. you know things of that nature. Um, but that is the sign of the times right now, man. Um, yeah. Though it won't fly in a professional setting, Not at all. but yeah, like I said, it's, it starts at home in my opinion. Condition them to do it. I mean. It's good if you can switch between the two, though. If you know better, some right. of us don't know better. You know what I'm saying? If, so if you know, okay, I'm typing to my boss right now. I got to use this type of grammar and vernacular and verbiage, whatever. Okay, I'm typing. I mean, I'm, I'm texting with my friend. It's a difference. So you got to know how to switch it up, though. Right. You have to know how to switch it up. I cut back on my patrolling as a grammar police on the thread, dude. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah, you, you know, every time I every time I type something, when I if I read it real quick, uh, you know, let me go ahead and correct that. Put a star, I, yeah, put a star. Put the grammar correct. police come and get. Put it. Me. But after a while, I'm thinking like, man, what the hell with this, man? <laughs> For Mr. Officer over there, correct you. Hey, 
I'll be on the phone like. Mm. <laughs> Instead of putting like you know apostrophe R E for your yeah you, put, you know yeah. you are whatever so yeah you might be, yeah so I understand but we you know most of us know right from wrong man yeah but but let's not skate away let's not skate away Corey let me tell you uh, you want my own master Jerry let's talk about master Jerry you, you what's your opinion on it because you're a Cowboys I'm, I'm fan because you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm keep it real. I've been a Cowboys fan before Jerry. Right. I'm gonna be a Cowboys fan after Jerry. Right. But that being said, like uh -huh. you had mentioned, he knew what time it was. He knew what was right. going on. Yeah. He wasn't at the front of the crowd, mm -hmm. but he was in the crowd. And sometimes you just guilty of association, man. Well, his football coach told the football players to stay away from him. Stay away from that. He and was he hard headed. So he went there looking looking for shit. Is is Jerry a racist? That's yes. the that's the that's the key question. Yes. I don't know. I can't say that he is. I don't know the man. I can't say that he is. I can't say that he isn't. But what I've seen from him does not make me say that he isn't. You know what I'm saying? What I if it's the cap the Kaepernick thing, the kneeling, he didn't denounce like, hey, I'm not racist. What what was going on there was wrong back in 1957. It shouldn't right. have happened. Blah blah blah. He hadn't said anything to to, to dispel or make me think that he isn't racist. Right. Um, before I call somebody racist, that's the last thing I'll I'll, I'll go down. You know, I'll right. do a checklist if it was something someone that was mistreating me at work or wherever it may be of a different race um, and sometimes our own kind too. That's the last thing. I'll check off 10 things. Is it my- Before you get to races. Is right. it my behavior? <laughs> if it's in my work, is it how I'm dressed? I'll check off everything. Did I not, did I not put on my deodorant today? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I only put it on on one arm and my other arm is musty, you know what I'm saying? Can you be musty under one arm? But um, he hasn't shown me that he isn't. And though people say that he he hires a lot of in black individuals, they're making him money. Right. They're making him more than what he's paying them. So is he racist? I don't know, but he hasn't shown me that he isn't. But he, I, I, that reminded me what you just said, that last line about the money. Did, did you hear the comment he said when he was asked about what LeBron said? Because LeBron had questioned how, why no one right. is. He said, well, LeBron has made a lot of people a lot of money, and I like to think that I've made a lot of people a lot of money, too. <laughs> he said, a lot of people a lot of money. You know, he's saying a lot of Black people a lot of money, even though those Black people made him even more money. Right. You know, he, he's sitting on that pile of money that he's sitting on because of the Black people. But, but the fact that he thinks that that's, oh, I made them, that's his mentality. Well, I made them a lot of money. That right there. Of course. And that yeah. right there, that right there will have people coming to his defense. You know what I'm saying? If it's the Michael Irvins or whoever, come to his defense. Um, like I said, I don't know the man personally, you know, so I can't call it. Um, but what I've seen or lack of seen, I cannot say he's not. <laughs> right, right. I cannot say he's not, man. And like you said, he may, I mean, he markets that team damn right. well. With the Cowboys, you don't even have to market the Cowboys. They're America's right. team. You know what I'm saying? But oh, uh -huh. he markets that team like a businessman, like a business should be marketed. Mm. Um, and that's where a lot of his money is coming from too. Sponsors, endorsements and whatnot. But if that product on the field, those players, I mean, we haven't won anything in 26 years and they still yeah, are the yeah, highest yeah. paid, the right. highest, you know, the, the worth of the, the franchise is higher than anybody. So go ahead, man. No, I was going to say that, that the reason why the Cowboys are valued are they because the way they are is not because there was a court, there was Aikman, Steve Largent, and uh, I can't even think of a white running back, John Riggins. I don't know. It's because Emmett and Michael and and all those dudes there. Of course, you know, you perform like so. You you, he made he made all yeah. You should track the 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 African Americans off the team. That's not a good team. There's no NFL. There's no, it, it, the product on the field will not be the same. And everybody knows right. that. Everybody right. knows that. JT, man, what you say, man? What?
one thing you can probably figure out about uh about Jerry Jones, does he say black people or does he say this dude? Hey, repeat that, JT. You you froze up on us. Repeat that. Does he say black people or does he say the blacks? Oh, I don't know what he said. I don't even think he he said it. When he talks, that'll kind of give you an idea of his Mm. thought process. Because he don't think blacks are people? Is that what you say? I can't recall him saying the blacks, though. No, this dude from that haven't stood out to me. No, I, I never heard him say the black. Uh, Why is that man pointing at the sky? Uh, you you back? He's froze. He's because his internet operates like his football team. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I was trying to do my um my mobile hotspot because down here the uh the internet be a little tricky. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, what 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 about you, Coke? Uh what about Jerry? Yeah. You know, you we've talked at length behind the scenes, me and you, about my feelings on I have like weird feelings about the Dallas Cowboys. Um natural rivals to the Green Bay Packers since the 60s, right? So you have that. Um I get I, I like to see them lose because I like to to you know mess with you. But, you know, <laughs> seeing you happy sometimes when they win, that's good, because you're my friend. I, you know, hey, I wish you the best, all that. Um, I think if Jerry Jones wasn't the, wasn't the owner, I'd like the Cowboys more. Um, I think Jerry's history has shown with the kneeling. Um, he's never had a black coach. You know, I think he might be the only team. Are the Dallas Cowboys the only team? Is it either one or two teams? He might be the only team that's never had a black because he doesn't think black men can. It, it, it shows in your mind what you're thinking, how your organization, how your organization is set up. Um, you know, his closest relationships with ex-players are, are Jason Garrett and Tony Romo, and there you go. Here we, you see what I'm, you see where I'm going with this, and it's like. Don't say in Arkansas you were curious in 1957 when the whole world knew this was national news. What was going to happen on that day? Don't say you didn't know what was going on that you saw a crowd. I mean that's disingenuous, dude. Like we again, he's acting like people can't read, but he knows the media is not going to follow. The the, the Dallas media is not going to follow up on that because he'll do the Trump stuff and shut them off, and so they don't want to get shut off to that access. Nobody asked him to, to disavow. Like if I was curious and. Here's my thing. If I'm truly not a racist, or even if I if I'm truly wasn't a racist when I was 15 and I'm truly not a racist now, but I truly don't have those negative feelings about African American now. And I, and I truly it was truly an accident that I went there. Curious. But even if I didn't even if I knew that it was going on and I went there as a 70 something year old man and if those are my true feelings that it was an accident, I was just curious whatever you want to say. I'm going to say what happened there wasn't good. It was wrong. You should have equal rights. It was wrong. I disavow racism. I have black people in my front office. I, you know, I have this, I have that. I would go and say, Hey, you know, this is not, that's not who I am, but he feels no, no obligation to do so because he feels the way he felt in 1957 when he was blocking those black kids from going to their school. He's not going to get pressured, like you said. The media is not going to pressure him as they pressure Kyrie. Right. You know, I still personally wonder what Kyrie did wrong. To be honest, I mean, that's just that's just me. He tweeted talked about this in the previous episode, but he tweeted out um, something without without context, without putting his context on it. But in that Kyrie thing, I remember Kyrie saying, and when I remember when I say Kyrie, I don't think Kyrie's a bad person. I just think he sometimes makes the wrong moves about what he does. But one thing Kyrie, right. But one thing Kyrie did say is bring that same energy when it's a, when it's a non-black person that, that you have questions about. And this is exactly what he's talking about. Even Stephen A. Smith talking about, Oh, I I don't fault Jerry Jones. And like, what do you, Stephen A. Smith been riding Kyrie all these years. Roll Kyrie with this last incident. And now you've forgiven uh, Jerry Jones for being, oh, it's okay to be a racist, right? It's okay to be a white man who who doesn't like black people in Stephen A. Smith's opinion. But then he gets on Kyrie 
a, a young a younger dude. And the thing about it with Jerry, this is Arkansas back in the 1950s. Right. You know what time it was. He was raised. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you, you know what time it was. And he you like all he has to do is denounce it. Yeah. And say it was wrong. Um we have come a long way since then, but we still have a long way to go in race relations. Right. Is he gonna get pressured to say that? Nah. Is he gonna say it? Probably not. No, he not. I won't hold my breath. But to, but to close that out, this whole Jerry Jones thing out, it's funny how this picture resurfaced, right? Because if y'all remember, and I, I don't know if it, it's actually related, correlated, y'all remember they've been trying to get Dan Snyder out. Remember Dan Snyder has said he's got a lot of things on a lot of other owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jer Jerry's one of the big ones trying to get him out. And, and it's curious, very curious that yeah, all of a sudden this picture cool. came back up. Right? Here's his photo. <laughs> right, right. And, was it the Washington Post that resurfaced this picture? It may have been. It's very curious. I, I, you know, hey, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You're going to start to see other things about other owners trickle out. Watch. And I won't be surprised, though, if, if... So, go ahead, JT. It's like, you know, although he wasn't an owner, but even with John Gruden's situation, he had players that came out to defend him. Mm -hmm. Who's come out to defend Jerry Joe's? Oh, Michael Irvin has. Michael Irvin. Okay. He's the only one I know of. <laughs> what? <right now. laughs> what? Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. He gave me some great cocaine back in the day. <laughs> man. The way they, they had the White House going on back, popping yeah. back in the day. Man. Oh, my God. So, you know, from that, I guess we can transition over to, since we're on this kind of a sports and race Let's talk about Deion Sanders. Let's talk about Prime leaving for uh, an HBCU for Colorado. Let's get everybody raw thoughts. I get this the day after the announcement. So hey, we'll start with you, see? Let, let, let JT go, man. He okay, really go goes first. Okay. Hey, I was, you know, they, say let your, they say let your elders, they say let your elders go first. That's why I always let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you was about to say Kanye. I'm glad you didn't go that direction. Oh no, no, no. No, I'm done with Kanye. I'm just, I don't I don't I ain't no. Nah, he ain't worth, he ain't worth my time. Uh, Dion, I understand opportunities in life, but I'm disappointed because he was doing so much for HBCUs and them getting attention and them getting recruits. And I think it was stronger for our community and overall in general, athletes and others, for him to be where he was at Jackson State and to stay there. I think he should have put in a few more years before he made this move. Um, but yeah, it, it's very disappointing to me, but it's his life, it's his choice, his decision. Okay. What say you, C Rob? Man, you know, my family, my mom's side of the family is Jackson. from Jackson, yeah. Jackson, Mississippi. I went to that campus as a kid, maybe eight years old. My uncle took me down there, but you know, I didn't know the significance of an HBCU back then. And um I was planning on, I still might do it, go down there for the homecoming next year, you know, because I haven't been down there since I was like 14 or 15. Right. And I'm like, I want to soak it all up, man, because mm -hmm. he did bring some notoriety. I can't even speak this morning. He brought some attention. <laughs> he brought some <laughs> attention to, uh, to, the uh, to the city and to the state. Rough night last night. Um, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm like JT. I'm disappointed, man. I'm not. I'm happy that he's advancing. We want black people to advance, man, and, and, mm -hmm. and meet their, you know, their their endeavors and aspirations and, and whatnot. But the the thing that bothers me is he sold the whole notion of our black talent need to come to these black colleges to show what we can do. And he was doing a hell of a job. Up until last week or a few days ago, he was still pushing that. The transfer portal, come transfer to Jack Jackson State. Come transfer down here. All in his, in his mind, he knew he was leaving. And I'm not mad at that. I heard that Jackson State didn't offer him an extension. I don't know if this is true or not. I heard they didn't offer him an extension. 
I think he says he's getting paid like 250, 300,000 compared to 5 million. Does he need the money? No. Does he need the fame? Yeah, he prime time. You know what I'm saying? Going back to Florida State, you didn't hear about cornerbacks. You heard about receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks. And from Kyle, he sold the whole cornerback. You know what I'm saying? He he made this persona. He's a marketing genius, in my opinion. But I just I just don't like the fact that he was telling those kids to come to HBCUs. And kids start going to HBCUs. All along, he knew that he was had a plan to to, to exit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he was building something special. It's gonna be hard to follow. You whoever the next yeah. coach is, it's gonna be hard to follow. A lot of those kids probably gonna transfer some of that top talent, man. He's gonna take they're already, those kids. already. They're already in the transfer board. Yeah, he can take a lot of those kids with them. And like I said, I'm not mad at him for trying to advance and get to where he want to go. But how he was just selling the fact, hey, we need to get these HBCUs back on the map. We talented down here too. Come to our schools and then you jet. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that one, man. That that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I'm going to keep it real. I'm happy for him in the sense that he's doing you know, he's advancing. You know, he if he get, if he puts Colorado back on the map, because what? What is that? The Pac Pac twelve, Pac ten, Pac twelve, Pac twelve now. And now what? U USC, UCLA is leaving. Yeah. Colorado can you know what I'm saying? In in three four years, they may make some noise over there, man. Who knows? He might get a head coaching job in the NFL in the next six years or so. I just don't like the fact that he he sold these kids a dream, and in the middle of their dream, he's he's jetting. Right. So. I, I'll say, I'll start off with this. Did we expect any different? Deion Sanders is prime. He always been about prime. Must be the money. Every, every decision he has made professionally has been in the best interest of Deion Sanders. Calculated. Right. right? So I say that to say this. I'm very disappointed. Because like you said, he came and he talked all these people into believing that the reason why I'm coming is to, you know, build up HBCUs, you know, bring the talent in and, and build up the schools, you know, so they're not draining our resources, basically. When when his plan all along was to was to use a platform to spring it to a bigger school. If that was your if that was your plan from the beginning, then say so. Don't don't because kid there was the forgot his name, the receiver that's a freshman at, at Jackson State. That kid made a life changing decision. Right. He had scholarships from Alabama, everybody. Everybody, bro. So he made a life-changing decision to go where Dion is. So now what is he going to do? He's going to hit the transfer portal and go to Colorado? Well, where would I have rather been? In Alabama, Georgia, LSU, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, or Ohio State, Colorado, yeah. right? So I don't pass all them schools up not for you to go right to Colorado. Um, like I said, he should have been there like five to seven years. Build yeah. the infrastructure. Get enough money where they get enough donations to get a new stadium, get facilities. Um, exactly. So the other schools can, can, can hire high-profile coaches too and build that network up because it's the revenue. And, and people say, well, prime getting a job at Colorado shows that, you know, the equality that those coaches will be wanted. But but here's the thing. I, I watched, and it's funny that we, this came up, maybe at the beginning of this week, just ESPN College 150 was on um, the documentary. And it, it happened to be the episode where they talk about uh, the black players um, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and how once, you know, a couple of white schools started getting black players, especially in the South, and they started winning. And Michigan State would would, would actually, from the Big Ten, would go get players from the South because he, they knew that, uh, that the Southern schools wouldn't let them in. So Michigan State became a power. And, and as the white schools started losing these bowl games, and st they started recruiting more uh, black talent, and then Alabama finally gave in and started recruiting talent. But what that did was the talent started, stopped going into the historically black colleges, and, and that drained their resources. Think about how much money football programs bring. <coughs> right? The University of Wisconsin, that football program funds all the other sports all and the they even sports. bought the nursing school. They bought, you know, they buy, they get buildings, repairs, all that comes from the football program. Now imagine a, 
a black school having that, those resources to be able to spend on on the school, on the upgrade, on, on you know the law school, the medical school, different schools, different classrooms, and and I think Dion was about Dion from the beginning. He was he was selling shit, you know, and more power to you. But like I said, if you're using that stepping stone, say it. Don't 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 put up this shit that oh you're doing it for the black colleges and you want to bring all this talent. And then after two or three years, you leave. You know, yep. this was all about you. And, and to me, to me, if you're gonna leave after two, three years, if it was Florida State that came to him, all right, go. If it Auburn, was Auburn, Auburn, yeah, like Auburn, because SEC school ain't never had a black hair coach. If it was Auburn or SEC school, and they say, hey, Dion, could you come, then you go because that makes sense because you trailblazing that. You use that to trailblaze in, into this. So Florida State or SEC school, they ain't never had a black hair coach. None of them have. You go, or maybe no, they did. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt had a the dude from Penn State. So you know, like that. Just, come on. Didn't Texas A&M have one too? But I think Texas they weren't in the SEC. They weren't in the no. SEC. They were okay, in the Big Twelve. Yes, yeah, okay. Kevin Sumlin. Right. They were in. They were in the Big Twelve. And I think maybe Florida, the dude at Florida, was there for a year or two. Now that I think about All right. it. So maybe just a few. But I'm just saying, like Auburn had. Man, they had um, Alabama had, you know, like something like that. You go to a school like that, to Auburn or LSU, or if it was open, something like that, then I get it, you know, because you're going to a conference that historically has, hasn't had black coaches and you're trailblazing. But to go to Colorado, dude, Colorado. Colorado. This ain't Ohio State or Michigan. You know, that's Colorado. It, it's not USC or UCLA. It's Colorado. It's not Texas. It's, and you know, I know people in Colorado with Boulder. Oh, gonna be mad at me about that. But where is it again? <laughs> in Boulder, Colorado. Colorado. I get no. You are gonna be mad, but it's Colorado, man. Is he gonna put MC Hammer back no, on the team? This is Darian Hagen, Eric enemy. Right. And the thing about it too, man, like you was mentioning, the resources it could have brought. Right. To the college. Think about the the the. The growth and economic that it could have brought to the, you know, that was it was bringing to the city, right? Far as yeah. hotels, people coming yeah. in, far yeah. as stores, all kind of jobs it was going to create. And I know one man, you know, shouldn't have that bigger impact, but he but did. They do. But it, but they do. But they yeah, do. you know what I'm saying. But he did, man. And and did you see yesterday during the game? They was they was playing a song like one monkey. I mean one uh one person can't stop the show. He didn't say monkey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so they were yeah during the game yesterday. Oh, they was playing Southern, on Southern, yeah, Southern. Yeah, yeah, they were playing a loudspeaker. Um, and the crowd was you know in a sense. So I can understand he did do a lot though. So let's not let's not take away from what he no, did. He did. But at the same time, he knew he what he was doing, man. But if you if you know your impact that your your swag your 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 style is bringing attention to that that conference that group and they're being played on ESPN now more than ever you know cuz i think they were on ESPN too yesterday yeah Jackson they State. were like that's revenue for, yeah. for that group like you get more attention more attention more kids will come and it's not just black kids it's Hispanic kids that go there to be kickers or centers or quarterbacks. It's white, it's white kids, punters. Yeah. So you give them, it's more and more kids willing to go because maybe there's a white kid who who's a kicker or a punter or whatever he is that, that usually is traditionally not an African-American position. And he can't get scholarship. And all he got is Division II scholarship. But then he realized, oh, there's a school, Jackson State or Southern, or oh, wait, let me let me send my tape over there, and they bring them over there, you know, and more revenue, more money, more guys you can put in the NFL, more people willing to come there, and it's you don't say you was there to 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 do A, and you really were there to do B, and B was about him. He that's what he was there for from the get go. Yeah, like Jackson State actually. But I'm saying don't be surprised because that's who Deion Sanders been his whole life. Don't be surprised. Jackson State even had a Latino dude on their drum line. Yeah. He was the first. Yeah. And then yeah. and the exposure to what last Saturday you had um Grambling and Southern on TV. Exactly. So exactly. it is bringing more attention to this conference. And then the Battle of the Bands, that's getting more airtime than it used to get. 
Yep. ESPN has been showing Jackson State games. It may yes. not be on the regular ESPN. It could be on ESPN two or whatever, two or ESPN U, but, but it's, it's on. still televised. Right. It's still televised. It, they're um, not just coming on BET. Remember those games that only come on BET. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And, and it's the classic. Like all it brings revenue to these schools. Yep. And the thing too, man, which I don't like during recruiting. I'm sure he sat in front of these kids' parents. Yep. And was selling them a dream. But in the back of his mind, he's leaving. I'm going to be out of here. Well, and he's taking his son, the quarterback, with him, I think. I'm Is sure. I'm sure he's taking him. I'm sure he's taking, taking one of his sons with him. I think yeah. he's taking, I'm, I'm he's taking sure both, he's both of them. Yeah. So now you, 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 you not only leaving them, you're taking their talent too. Mm hmm. It's going to be a hard act to follow, whoever that next coach is going to be. I wish him luck, though. I'm going to support him. But it's gonna be a hard act to follow, man. It, it really is. It really is, man. So let's let's see next year if ESPN still continues to broadcast these games, man. Right. So I mean, hey. and, and they, you know, hey, but what do you expect from the second best cornerback of all time? I don't know. I'm not gonna even ask who you think the first is. You know who number one is, and this man's gonna agree with me. Chucky Wood, we, man. Chucky Wood. Ain't nobody, Chucky Wood. Ain't nobody better than Chucky Wood. Because he tackled. Uh, Chucky Wood tackled. He was Chucky the best No, I, I, I agree. He would go in there and stick his nose in there. But when Deion had to tackle, he tackled too. It wasn't Chucky. pretty. You know, it, it, like Diggs mm -hmm. remind me of Deion right now. Trayvon Diggs for the Cowboys. Right. He don't want to tackle. That's why all them – all them sweeps to outside pitches go to this side, Because he, he don't want to be like Earl Hill. He don't want to be <laughs> How you going to put your name out there like that, man? Just put a hand on <laughs> Who you say? Who did he say? He said he he tackle, I said he tackled like E. Hill. Oh, why you do that? Now? Why you do that? Why you do that? <laughs> why you do that? Uh, <laughs> All right, man. All rips. All rips. So I guess we'll hit that final topic, you know, since we're on football and all that. Um. Russell Wilson, you said you want to talk about Russell. What's what's going on with that? See, yeah, man, I'm just thinking like, do you think? I know, hey, the offense is struggling. <laughs> mm. He yeah. didn't pay a lot of money over there, mm. man. They gave a, a lot, lot of money for him and a lot of draft picks for him. Yeah, and he's constantly getting disrespected, which I, in my opinion, mm. on the field by teammates. Yeah, um, they have, it's okay they have to have a little disagreement. Yeah. It's okay to have a little disagreement. It's okay to show a little frustration. No, it's all competitive juices, testosterone flowing. Right. I'm open. You look at me or, you know, don't throw the ball to me, whatever, and you pull it down, get sacked, try to run, throw it away, whatever. Do you think his skills are diminishing? Do you think he's getting fair treatment? Um, from the just a disrespect because it's the same Russell Wilson. He's been the same personality that he's been having since he came in. You know, he hey, he went to Wisconsin and put Wisconsin back on the map when he when he came oh, up yeah. here. Oh, yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? So oh, yeah. best best quarterback in Wisconsin history. Like just the body, and I understand being a receiver, the body language. I I don't think they respect him. Do you think it's warranted? Let, oh, let me go on my, it's going to be a long, let me tell a story first about quarterback and, and receiver being disrespected. Chris Carter tells a story about when Warren Moon first joined the Vikings and they were playing, that's when people used to play in the preseason and they were playing in the preseason and Warren Moon threw the ball to another receiver, you know, because he wanted to go through all, he was practicing he just going through all his checks, learning Vikings offense. And Chris Carter like yelled at him, like in the middle of the field, I was open, I was open. They came back to the huddle, Warren Moon looked at him and said, don't you ever, ever yell at me and tell me you're open. He goes, cause you won't see a ball this whole year. And he made Chris Carter <laughs> said, from then on, I just stayed quiet. To be an elite receiver, right. you need somebody to throw you that damn ball. Right. So Warren Moon was basically checking like, hey, yo, this is, I'm in control here. This ain't going to happen. And right. I think Russell doesn't have that personality to be able to do that. But I, I think 
he's corny. He does, and a lot of the corny, he does that corny stuff, and he brings it on himself. And he just sometimes, you know, that's just who he is. He's just a the corny dude. dude. He's a corny dude. dude. He's a he's a nice dude, corny. He's not street at all. He he's just a nice. But why 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 do you call religious him corny dude. though? Why do you call him corny? Come on, Broncos, let's ride. Even when he was with Wisconsin, <laughs> on Wisconsin, on Wisconsin, you know, <laughs> you know, just that was him. That's just him. He's a rah rah, you know. Just corny. He's just corny. He's like JJ Watts corny. Corny. Like is is this Wisconsin? Holy crap! Is it Wisconsin? This did the Badgers do that to people? Anyway, um, I think that's one. I think I think also Russell Wilson, right? I think Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson also. Remember, he came to be with a defensive coach. He didn't really get offensive coach hammering down, hammering down because he plays off script a lot. He didn't get an offensive coach hammering down. Play on, script, play on script. Play on script. Play on script. Play on script. Do these things, you know. So he never got that attention. And people were more willing to put up with things when you're winning. Uh, Seattle was winning. He, mm-hmm. he, you know, That's the off script. Seattle's receivers and that offense worked off script because you had, you know, the Tyler Lockett's, the Golden Tates, the, you know, whoever it was who could go off script. DK, DK, uh, DK, DK Metcalf now. Yeah, right. All these guys can go off script. He comes to a team with a new head coach whose offense, and you've heard me say this because it's the Packers offense, because that was a Packers offensive coordinator. It's timing. Everything should be on script. Segway or sidebar, which is why the Packers have had trouble this year because twelve <laughs> don't like to stay on script. But you Going saw what script. happened. Yeah, you saw what happened when ten came in and everything was on script. It was very efficient. But anyhow, so Russell's off script. So it, it's going to take time to get get him on there and learning that. And so he's also playing with young receivers who really don't under. It's almost the same problem that Aaron Rodgers has with young receivers. Young receivers study the playbook. There are rules to that playbook. There are rules to that scheme. So a young receiver is going to follow that scheme. You you know, it's not like Devontae Adams knows I can break off. If Derek Carr is in trouble, I know to break off. I know where to go because, you know, I know him. A young receiver doesn't know that. He's going to stay on script. And that's, that's the problem I think Denver's having. Plus the head coach should not be a head coach. Because um, the head coach doesn't have control of the team at all. Pack it. And I think the internet now makes it, it makes it great, a fun thing to pick on Russ. You know, and, and it bothers me because he's a good dude. Why are you picking on Like, why, why you know? I, yeah, he got a lot of faults that he brings on, like the corniness he brings on us, the let's ride, the pep, pep, pep. But that's just who he is. Like, you can't love a man's personality when you win it and then not like when you look. And that's that's know. my whole point, though. That's my mm-hmm. whole point. In, in, in the center, like you summed it up. Um, winning cures everything, man. It, or it masks right. the deficiencies, the faults, and, and, and right. whatever else. I mean, I just remember he missed their open receiver. Mm-hmm. Running in the back of the end zone, the receiver took his head. At the end of the game, took his helmet off with just... And, and to me, like, nobody on the Broncos team has the right to do that. Now, you know, you miss, if you miss Stephon Diggs or you miss uh, the kid from uh, from the Cardinals or, well, Devontae Adams ain't going to throw his helmet off like that. But if you yeah. miss somebody like that. Oh, yes, he did, though. He did do that. Did he? Did Devontae? When they, when he, he and, um, was it Renfro, uh, JT ran to each other? Oh, he yeah. did. That's right. He did slam his helmet. He did but slam I think his he helmet. slammed the helmet down in the sense that, I think, you know, he got bumped off his route, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's what he was mad at. Yeah, that's what he was mad yeah. at. But, but th- what I'm saying is those dudes don't have the cachet, the stature, to be out there doing that, showing him off like that. And that's where Russell Wilson's too nice. As much as I talk about 12, that shit ain't never going to happen on 12's field. Ain't right. no receiver ever going to take off nope. his helmet. Because nope. your ass will never, ever, 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 ever see a pass again. <laughs> <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, like the other day, a defensive back, I mean, a defensive lineman was in his face and was in Russell's face. Yeah. But then the Russell, they were saying that the defensive lineman was like, come on, man, let's, let's go, y'all. Get let's go, let's yeah. go. Yeah. The body language didn't seem like that, but maybe that's what was said. I think he was saying that because when I looked at it over and over again, and Russ was like, but I think the confidence was not in Russ to be like, yeah, all right, let's go. It was kind of like, yeah. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? The confidence was, yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. I think Russ has lost confidence too. Like this is, it's a lot. That's a lot of pressure. The money, 
the new offense, you know, but even if we look at it, Aaron Rodgers first year in that offense, and he wasn't that good. He wasn't that good. They were barely winning games that year. That's why they got destroyed by San Francisco because he wasn't acclimated to that offense yet. It takes time, especially for a quarterback who's used to playing off schedule on on an offense that's all about time, you know? So give them next year. As far as Russ. I just think he's uh he's one of those people too. Kind of like you said, he's just an awkward dude. Hmm. He's just an awkward dude. I think he um he's like the Carlton in a sense. He's a good kid, means well, upstanding. Yeah. He's gonna be a good dad, good husband. But pause right there, pause right there. I think another reason a lot of player hate comes from it's almost like the hate with Giannis for being European. There's a lot of hate because he's married to Sierra. There's a lot of hate for that. There's a lot of jealous dudes out there. <laughs> go, go ahead, go ahead. Because he's like, yeah, this whole thing. Y'all can say what you want to say, but look who I'm going home to. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he, he pretty much got out. In a sense, he almost like the black Tom Brady. When right. you look at it, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? So you can hate him as you want, and then maybe he don't get as emotional or as irritated or as agitated because overall he realized life is good when you come down to it. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't college get, nice. I got a you. nice family at home. You know, hey. Yeah. <laughs> he he's more of a big picture guy, you know. I'm I'm blessed to be playing this game. I'm doing something I love, but I ain't gonna let it bring me down like that. Right. Well, one thing that we get all pissed off like y'all be getting pissed off. He's more level headed, right. you know, and I right. think that's what it is. They don't see that. They don't think that he has enough emotion or fire. We like do like whatever. I'm Russ. <laughs> yeah, because hey, and when that defensive lineman was off, Russ was like. Yeah, but I think, like I said, I think that's a confidence. That's a, it's been a yeah. long season for him. You know, it's a confidence thing. It's like, damn. But then another thing, another thing, um, and y'all keep talking, man. Okay. Well, he brought up the subject and we'll keep talking about it. <laughs> All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. What, what'd you I guys say? But another thing, though, that you said it was corny, which. <laughs> I don't want to call anybody corny. Right. But I think, didn't they play overseas? Did they play in um, London or England or something? They played Jacksonville over there. Yeah. And they said, they said on a four-hour trip. Oh, yeah, he was, he was doing high doing knees. Yeah. He was doing high knees on the airplane. He's just a weird dude. Everybody could be different. Everybody could be different. Like, why do we have to, if everybody doesn't fit into this box that we want them to fit into, we like judge him. Okay, he's corny. I mean, who's that bothering? It's not bothering me. And, and if you're on the plane and it's bothering you, what's wrong with you? Like, why is that bothering you? Like, if I'm asleep and a dude, I wouldn't even know you went past me. You'd be hot switch. Them planes are big. Right. Yeah, are big. How you doing? How, they say he they say he worked out for like four hours or some craziness on an eight-hour flight. <laughs> maybe, maybe he gets nervous. Maybe he gets nervous flying. He might he might get nervous lying. Like everybody has their quirks. Like my my thing is this: you know he can lead a team with the right things around him. So he's not as bad as this showing this year. And to me, he he's at a disadvantage because that head coach should never have been a head. The only reason that head coach is there because they thought they was gonna get Aaron Rodgers. So it wasn't like this dude, right. this dude proved himself and and you know he he was gonna be there. You know. He got he got there because you know we just gotta see we just gotta see Denver made a Denver made a mistake they should have traded for Aaron Rodgers you know and and been done with y'all ever watch uh, Mad TV back in the day yeah you 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 remember the UPS dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Phil, Phil Lamar. Yeah. Phil Lamar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That character is like Russ a little bit. Yeah. You know, they may, it's like fashionable to, to, to pile on Russ. And I, yeah. I don't like that. I'm, I'm, the, I'm just not there for that. You know, I guess because, he, he, because he's a good dude. He is easy to pick on. Right. You know, he pick is easy Pick on, pick on Aaron Rodgers, the Q and I guy. Pick on that guy. You know, pick on, right. you know, like, I don't know who, who else. Who else? Huh? Pick, pick on, on Bosa. Yeah, pick on, like, you know, 
what it's just crazy. Pick on uh with A B crazy ass. You know, I get it. But don't pick on Russ. Yeah, yeah. A B is a whole man, that's a whole nother one, man. Yeah, they do. So whatever happened with that one with A B this weekend. The new one, I guess, uh, I guess they resolved it and took him into custody or something. <laughs> I, I know he locked himself in the house and all that. It's just it's like somebody get that brother some help. Montez Perfect. Montez Perfect did that that hit. AB ain't never been the same since that hit. Yeah. That hit yeah. messed him up, dog. For real. For real. If, if, yeah, ever, there's a case, if ever there's a case for CTE, that might That's be it. Right there. That's it right there. That's it right there. knocked it. When they say I'm going to knock the sense out of you, that's what happened. And it, and it never came <laughs> back. said goodbye. Goodbye, Antonio. Never came back, man. Yeah, yeah. life changing. <laughs> My God. Wow. That's crazy, bro. I don't know, but we'll see. Well, as we wrap it up, just the last what, uh, six, five games of the season, five games of the season. Let's finish with this. Uh, what are you most excited for for the rest of the year for your team? See you go. I'm excited. Um, I do think they play off bound. It would be nice if the Titans whooped the Eagles' ass today. Uh-huh. And they meet, they got the Eagles. I don't want to overlook these the next coming games, man. But on Christmas Eve, they, the Cowboys yeah. had the Eagles. Um, I think, to be honest, man, I think the Cowboys got the defense, Super Bowl caliber defense. Um, Offense is rolling now. <laughs> offense is rolling now that Dak is back. They're averaging what thirty-three points a game since he's been back. You don't say. So I'm excited. I'm excited about that. However, they got to clean up on the penalties. Um, and that got to be. They got to get on the same pace. Um, storing too many interceptions to me. Some his fault, some not. So to speak. So so they say. Hey, I think I think the sky's to the limit for them cats, man. I think they can ball with anybody. You gotta hope the Vikings lose too, because if like if. The Eagles and the Vikings, y'all can get the number one spot. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the Vikings lose as well, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping the Vikings lose as well. Hey, but hey, the Cowboys had the number one spot before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. So, they lost to these motherfuckers up, up here in Wisconsin. I so know. hey, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, hey, what, what's what say you about? I know it's been a hard year for you, brother. Hey, they beat the Chargers <laughs> today. That's three in a row, baby. That's three in a row. <laughs> We're gonna run the table. We're gonna run the table, be a wild card, have 10 wins, and that'll be what one more to the cowboys. Uh, <laughs> are we still doing this? We still doing this. Oh no, we still doing it. I'm excited about getting my drink. I'm excited, I'm excited about winning this bet with JT. That's what how I'm How many wins about. y'all got? How many wins the Cowboys got? See? Eight. How many how, uh, how many uh losses the Raiders got? We got seven lot. We four or seven, same records as Packers. So if y'all if y'all win it's two possible. more, that's it. If you it's, win two more, is it? No, it's but possible. if you win two more, they can't Cowboys win more than nine games. More. They yeah. can't win more than nine games, right? Yeah. No, oh, they can win ten games. They can win yeah. ten games. So no, if y'all win, Cowboys, three, Cowboys gonna win two more. They what, win what, two but what if? Okay, here's my question. What if y'all finish with the same record? How do we decide? Hey, we gonna do push-ups. <laughs> I guess we're just we just no, we know about you and your push-up bets. <laughs> we know about you. Yeah. Uh, we, I I'm guess we're ice cream snack push-ups. Strength is we gonna strength the schedule points scored. Well, we gonna have to figure that out. Yeah, I mean it's not gonna happen. But we gonna yeah. What about you, man? What you excited so, about? So I don't know if it's excited or more interested. If they shut Aaron Rodgers down, I want to see Jordan Love play. I want to. I want. I'm interested in if the Packers are going to take control of this whole Aaron Rodgers relationship and just shut him down. Because on Sunday after the game, the coach was like, "Yeah, we'll see." You know how Aaron Rodgers feels later in the week. And on Monday, he said, "We'll see how Aaron Rodgers feels later in the week." And then on Tuesday, Aaron Rodgers just came on Pat McAfee himself and said that he he's been cleared to play. And as Greg Jennings said, we never gave information about about our injury status to the media because we want we didn't want anybody to know what was going on. 
And this dude just declared himself to play because he don't want the young guy to step in, right? So he's basically saying that I make the decisions on whether I play or not right there. Basically. So I'm, I'm interested to see if Matt LaFleur grows a pair. To me, this is what I know. If Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden gets put on the IR, I know it's not Matt LaFleur's decision. That means the, the general manager John told that motherfucker, this is it. Goodbye, sir. Ha- have a good day. So I, I want to see how, how Matt LaFleur, because they're talking about, oh, and we're mathematically eliminated. But you, I mean, do you know how hard it is? They're like 2% now. They'll still be 2% if they lose this week. They'll be 2%. Like, that's like three more games to be mathematically eliminated. No, you can't have us do play three. You're not going to make the playoffs. And even if you do, you'd never win a game. Man, you beat the Bears, man. You still don't have some hope. Who do the Bears have as a pass rusher over there on a, on a you know, somebody can uh, the guy in Philadelphia. Up a bit. <laughs> Didn't they trade Robert Quinn in Philadelphia? Yeah, they got rid of No, no, no. Quinn's not with Philadelphia. Who did Quinn go to? Did he go to Philadelphia? I think so. Damn. Yep. Yeah, Quinn's they, they did trade. They did. Tra- oh, yeah, that's right. Then they, they turned around and traded the other. Um, Roquan is in. Um, yeah, that's right. Baltimore, that's right. Baltimore, Roquan, in Baltimore. Roquan in Baltimore. was upset about that when they traded Quinn, and then he was yeah. gone like the next week. <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying, who they got to hit Aaron Rodgers around a little bit? Nobody. You know and that's the thing. Oh, he'll look good against no Bears defense because they traded everybody. And right. Aaron, all these Aaron Rodgers lovers, you see, he could still do it. He could. No, no, no. Stop. Full stop. Full Just stop. stop it. Just stop yeah. it. But I think this, you, you hear the defensive players saying things, and I think just the way it's coming out, it's history repeating itself. And, and they can't be waiting on this dude to make a decision on whether he's going to retire or what he's going to do. You, you make the decision. We're moving on to the kid here. We got to go. All right. Well, good luck, to, good luck to both of y'all teams, man. Well, I don't, I don't really care what happens today. I'll just be watching it just to be watching. <laughs> you, will, you will get occasional tweets from me, maybe or maybe not, just depending on how I feel. I, I so. kind of uh, – I am a little excited, though, too, to see if on Thursday we do get Renfro and Waller back and to see if we can see what the potential of the offense could be for the rest of the season. Thank God the Packers didn't successfully trade for Darren Waller because he don't <laughs> never play. That would have been, I would have been so hot. That's how many games he played this year? Like three, two and a half. Two and a half. Crazy. He left Damn. out the Kansas City game, so he's, he's, he's been out eight weeks. Dude, stay hurt. Damn. Dude, stay hurt. Well, he did it nice. If y'all, if y'all check out uh, the pivot, um, with uh. Clark and y'all heard about you pivot um yeah. podcast. Yeah. They had an interview with Waller. It was it was a good interview. I mean the man the man came a long way, man. He, he came from a, a lot of yeah, no, he did, he did. And he's probably, in my opinion, if he's all healthy, talent-wise, top three. Right. Two, three, tight end. Behind you know, yeah, behind Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I and think he, if I, I might put him too. You just said that behind behind Kelsey because I think he's better than the kid in San Francisco. Kittles. Yeah, yeah, I think he's better than Kittle. I think his skill set is better than Kittle. And uh, I, I think, think just uh, Andrews just has to get used more because of the lack of talent on Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, I think well, he, Cowboys he, got four tight ends that make up one good tight end, man. One good tight end. <laughs> <laughs> Three fourths of that's Jake Ferguson. Man, Ferguson, man, Ferguson is nice. Yeah, he was balling out the other day. Ferguson yeah. is nice, man. I mean, they got three of them over there making some noise, man. They put all three of them on the field sometimes. Get That's Mike McCarthy. Him. That's Mike McCarthy. Yeah. That, that yeah. Joe had four tight ends. When he was with Green Bay, he would, he, would, he would put, like, four tight ends out there and just, like, two of them ran, like, Finley and um, what's the other kid's name? The kid from Penn State. I can't remember. I mean, they ran, like, wide receivers. So he would put those, he would put them out there, split them out, and it's like, what do you do? Because right. you don't know if they run, they like if we put all these D backs in, they're gonna run on us. Is Mike McCarthy? I, you know, I, I love Mike McCarthy. I love Mike McCarthy. He just it was his, <laughs> it was his time. It was his time. Mike no, sometimes yeah, Mike McCarthy. Sometimes yo yeah. Sometimes your coaching gets stale, man. Sometimes your coaching yeah. gets stale. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, so, all right. We're gonna wrap it up. It's about game this, time. This was a hell of a long episode, fellas. It, well, it, we had to be real though. Yeah. 
It was. Super size, super size. So we're going to catch it. We're going to catch y'all next week on Generate Next. Peace, everyone. Peace. Peace.